Welcome to your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast with Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, broadcasting live from our headquarters studios in Buffalo, New York. Visit us online at empoweringeverydaywomen.org. Today's inspiration is to minister to the place in you that feels like not enough. Many times in life, we feel like we have to put on a brave face and live up to a certain standard to be acceptable. We edit ourselves to appear to be more than we are because of internal and external pressure to perform. But in today's teaching, which is part of our 14-day unedited series, God is saying, free yourself from all that pressure. You don't have to be enough because God already is. Welcome to this year Thursday, October 1st, 2020 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. It's Deanna Hobbs here, bringing you the biggest smiles and the warmest greetings ever on day 10 of our unedited series. I can hardly believe that after today, we only have four more days left. But you know what? I am enjoying every morsel of this good bread from heaven We have been receiving the testimonies of deliverance and breakthrough tied specifically to this series are incredible. Bless the name of God. He is speaking and working. Thank you so much for tuning in all around the world through Google Play, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Player.fm, YouTube, and wherever podcasts are heard. Through this series, God is reaching some deep places in us, isn't he? He's sending forth his healing power. I was reminded of that when I read this testimony from a precious member of our faith community named Liza from Florida, who wrote into the ministry and said, Hi, Miss Deanna. I just recently got out of a three-year abusive relationship, and I am trying to figure out who I am and where I go from here. I'm living with my mother and currently starting over at 41. I have been feeling like such a failure and very ashamed of how my life is going. When I started listening to your unedited series, I couldn't explain what happened in my heart, but I just knew everything would be okay. I pray with you at the end of the program every day, and I sense God's love around me. Thank you for sharing your story and opening up scripture. It has been helping heal my broken heart and lead me back to Jesus because I had strayed away. I am grateful for you. Glory to the matchless name of Jesus. That is what I love. The gospel heals and leads us to Jesus. Thank you for sharing this testimony, Liza. We're praying for you. God has his hand on you. He loves you more than you know. Can we get a praise break for what God is doing in Liza? Powerful and inspiring testimonies like this remind us that God is transforming lives through this ministry. We are grateful for your support that keeps these broadcasts available online as a free resource to help others grow. If you are being blessed and you believe in our mission to share the gospel, sow a seed of any size at empoweringeverydaywomen.org slash donate. Thank you for your generosity. All right, let's begin day 10 of our unedited series with a prayer. God, thank you for another day. 
and another chance to hear a word from you, please bless the person you sent to press play in a special way. Let this word penetrate the deep places, heal brokenness, and inspire confidence in your plan for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. So on February 6th, 2020, walked into the studio for what I thought at the time would be my last podcast. I told you I was saying goodbye. Remember that? That was almost eight months ago now. And at the time, God was leading me to shut some things down. And this is even before coronavirus really took hold and America shut down. And my team had already canceled engagements and cleared my calendar of any outside speaking commitments and meetings, interviews, events, public appearances, you know, anything like that. But there were a whole lot of other lingering roles that I did regularly, like podcast and blog and duties at my local church and other ongoing things. So at the time, I was doing my best to fall in line and do all the things I believed God had called me to do and re-engage and reacclimate to life and return to what things were like before my mini stroke and brain trauma and all that stuff. But when I tried, I just couldn't find my rhythm, my balance. I felt like a little girl walking around in a grown woman's shoes that I couldn't fit. And I was just stumbling all over the place. And I was thinking, Lord, why isn't this working? My husband, Kenya, was already helping out by communicating with my team on my behalf to help them understand what was going on with me because I couldn't wade through those deep waters of leadership and responsibility at that time. My assistant would funnel messages to him and he and my team would just collaborate to work things out. I just didn't have the strength to handle all that. There are things that I never did pick back up where I left off, but I just thank God for my team interceding for me. I need to say that for helping me, for carrying things when I couldn't, and being so understanding and gracious and patient and kind and loving. They make me look good because I can't do all these things on my own. But just everything was all too overwhelming. And I remember one day sitting down talking to Kenya and I was really emotional that day. And I told him, I don't feel like I know myself anymore. Like, who's this person, this Deanna Hobbs person? Because you have to know that I didn't only forget other people. I forgot myself. I got the shock of my life when I took a deep dive into who and what I used to do. Somebody might think it would be encouraging to see everything I was doing and know that God had strengthened me to work for the kingdom. No, I was shaking in my boots because I said, there's no way I can live up to that. What is that? I was like, no way. I don't know what old Deanna was doing or if she was some kind of machine or robot or what. I really felt like that. This is too much. No, ma'am. No, sir. You can have it. Daily Cut family, the thing that was so hard for me, too, is that there were so many pieces of me already spread around. So people knew me based on this online and offline footprint that was well established. Does that make sense? I was looking at everything, blog posts and devotions I'd written, interviews I'd done, magazine articles I'd written, television appearances I made, a family vlog I shared full of memories that were no longer in my brain, podcasts I'd recorded, books I'd written, people I'd connected to who knew me, but now I didn't know them, photos I'd shared on my personal Instagram page that I used to have. It's gone now because it was just one other thing I couldn't manage. Plain and simple, old Deanna scared me. She intimidated me. 
And she was me, but the new me couldn't do what the old me could. How was I supposed to return to that and live up to that? So then came the process of releasing roles. And one morning after praying about this and talking to my husband and team about it and getting confirmation that it was the right thing to do, I walked myself into the studio and recorded what I believed at the time would be my last podcast ever. I was done, but I didn't know I was just taking a break. I told you goodbye and that was that. On March 24th, I remember it so well. One of my sisters sent me a message. There were no words in the message, no greeting, no, hey, sis, how are you? It was just a link to an old podcast from January 28th, 2019 that I had recorded titled, It's Just a Temporary Disruption. And every word I said in that podcast ministered to me. I sat in my bedroom, on my bed, weeping because I knew God was speaking to me and he was telling me, no, it's not over. It was just a temporary disruption. It wasn't goodbye. It was more like, see you later. But I didn't know that at first, that God was just pulling me away for a time so I could regroup and replenish. And then one day, God just dropped a word in my heart and told me, go ahead, go to the studio today. I need to use you. I obeyed God, got back in the studio, and God assured me, Deanna, you have enough to do what I called you to do. But I felt like Gideon, one of the judges of Israel in the Bible. In Judges 6, when God was giving him his assignment to deliver Israel from Midian, their big bad enemies, God called Gideon a mighty warrior. And Gideon said, pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. He said, "Uh, excuse me, God, come again. Who? Not me. But God was calling him mighty when Gideon was calling himself the weakest and the least. Sometimes it can be hard to say about ourselves what God says about us or to see in ourselves what God sees in us. Amen. His perspective and our perspective of ourselves differs greatly. But still, just as God said, Gideon went on to deliver Israel in the strength of the Lord. I'm so glad that Gideon's true perception of himself isn't edited out of scripture. And God let us see how Gideon really felt about Gideon, you know, because the Bible could have just left his conquest in there and we would have been thinking, wow, he was so strong and brave. But the thing that scripture does so well that I think is powerful, but a lot of us are afraid to do it personally, is it pulls back the curtains of pretense and strips away this facade of strength and tears down this unnecessary veil of secrecy that's sort of draped over our innermost thoughts and feelings, our struggles and vulnerabilities, conversations that we wouldn't be privy to, we get to see them in scripture. And God does that because he wants us to know that our heroes in the faith are not really heroes at all. Jesus is the only hero in scripture. And any of the heroic things that other leaders we revere did, they were only able to do them by the power and grace of God. And that's what the unedited series is about, empowering you by showing you that we are all weak. Only he is strong and we are only mighty through him. Last year, I remember trying to write about the experience that happened to me during this latest health crisis in book form, and it didn't go well. And this year, I've tried to write about it, and I think I got about somewhere between five to ten usable pages written. 
That's it. The rest of that manuscript is a scattered, incoherent mess. When I sat down to organize my thoughts, it just didn't work. And that was just so strange because my background is being a ghostwriter. I've written books for people. That's what I did professionally behind the scenes for mega pastors, Christian entrepreneurs, high profile ministry leaders. I've edited books, written my own books. And it's just something that was a strength of mine. And I got great joy and delight from helping amazing men and women of God who maybe had a hard time or were just too busy to sit down and write a whole book. So as a person who's written books for others and not to be able to organize my thoughts enough to write a book for myself, that was a huge adjustment. I did not have enough of what I needed to complete that assignment. And I had to step away from it. God told me, be patient, not yet, not now. And I was sad about it a little. I'm not about to lie to you. I have told you all my business, so I'm not about to start lying now. I was sad, all right, there. But then God spoke to me some time ago and helped me. He told me outright one morning, Deanna, stop competing with your old self. That hit me like a brick because that's what I was doing. It was a revelation. I was trying to go back to an old place and God was trying to usher me into a new place. And that lesson empowered and liberated me so much. In Judges 6 and 14 in the New Living Translation, I love what God said to Gideon. He told him, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you again. Go with the strength you have. That's good, isn't it? That word strength God used in this passage is a Hebrew word, koak, meaning capacity, force, means, might, power, ability. This word is used for human strength as well as the power of God. God told Gideon, go with the ability, the capacity, the means, the might, the resources, the strength you have. Whatever you currently have at your disposal, because of the fact that I sent you, yeah, let's go with that. If you really think about it, in our most intimidated moments, it's because we slide into the wrong mindset and believe we somehow need more than what we have to do what God called us to do. If God called us to it, he will empower us to do it. Now, there are things that we try to do that aren't our calling, or we try to do something that we're called to do out of season. That's hard. And if we pray about it, God will say either no, don't do that, or wait, don't do that yet. But when our calling and his timing come together, the results are amazing. I was thinking about something. There's this thing called imposter phenomenon, or more commonly known as imposter syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? It's this term that floats around a lot in psychology circles, and it was introduced, I think, sometime in the late 70s. But imposter syndrome is basically when people feel like they aren't as intelligent or competent or accomplished as people think they are, and they feel like soon people will discover the truth about me, that I'm not all I seem to be, and many people are tormented by this fear of being found out and exposed, and they feel like, what would people think of me if they saw my deficiencies on display? Many people with imposter syndrome are quite accomplished, successful. Often they're perfectionists. They want to present their best selves 100% of the time so they can keep up appearances. And if things aren't perfect, they struggle with that and worry about the perceptions of others. They worry that people will think less of them. Their reputation is very important to them. 
But hear this. I'm just being obedient to God. He wants to free somebody. Any impulse that we have to live up to some unattainable standard for the praise of man is not from God. Jesus didn't do that. He submitted to crucifixion. That certainly wasn't good for his reputation. And while imposter syndrome is not my personal struggle, Otherwise, I would not be outing myself like I have been through the unedited series. My struggle since last year has been, uh uh-oh, I am not enough to live up to old Deanna. So what do I do now? Imposter syndrome is, uh uh-oh, I'm not enough to live up to what people think I am. So what do I do now? And people who have imposter syndrome also sometimes have trouble believing that they earned or deserved their achievements. But you need to free yourself from the obligation to live up to any standard other than God's, whether that pressure is internal or external, reject it. Otherwise, you'll try to edit yourself, modify yourself, correct yourself, and twist yourself into a pretzel trying to exert all this effort to be some version of yourself that you think is better or more acceptable or what is expected of you. No, God is saying stay focused only on what my will is for your life, not what people think, not how people perceive you, and not what you think you should be. Because people will put you on a pedestal. But what happens is if you try to stand on a platform built by man, it's going to crumble beneath your feet every time. Even if it's a platform that you have built because you thought that's what you were supposed to do, it will crumble. But if you stand upon the rock, who is Christ, the rock of your salvation, then you are standing on stable ground because the rock gives you a solid foundation. What does that old song say? It says, on Christ, that's it, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When Christ is your foundation, He stabilizes you when you feel unstable. He secures you when you feel insecure. He strengthens you when you feel weak. He uplifts you when you feel low. Listen, we're ordinary. Only he is extraordinary. Your attitude has to be so even though there's nothing spectacular about me, Let me tell you about my God. See how that works. When you shift your focus to the greatness of the Lord, everything changes. Psalm 34 and 2 says, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Let's brag on Jesus. He's the magnificent one. God is the all-powerful one. He's the omniscient one. No, I'm not worthy, but my soul cries out Revelation 5 and 12. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. I am nothing. He alone is worthy. His power supersedes anything and anyone. Everything we don't have, he has it. Everything we are not, he is. So it's okay, Gideon, if you feel weak and the least. God doesn't edit out those feelings of inferiority. It's okay, Moses, if you feel like you're slow of speech and incapable. It's okay, Elijah, if you're in a cave feeling depressed. It's okay, Peter, if you get scared sometimes. 
times. It's all right, Jeremiah, if you feel frustrated, insignificant, and unappreciated because people don't listen to what you say. It's okay, Sarah, if you feel too old to give birth to that promise. It's okay, Esther, if you feel intimidated and fearful because of the magnitude of the assignment. It's okay, Naomi, if you're feeling a little bitter and sad because of what you lost and having to start all over again at this point in your life. It's okay to you listening. If you don't know how to feel or what to do or what's next or how to do anything at all, being that you are not enough, God's word to you is you're not enough, but I am. Matter of fact, I am that I am. I am Elohim, the strong creator God. I am Jehovah, your Lord, your master. I am El Elyon, the most high God. I am El Shaddai, almighty God. I am Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider. I am Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner. I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. I am Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, your shepherd. I am Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, your peace. I am Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. He's there to make up for what you lack. He's there to reveal his power through your weakness. He's there with you in every season. He's there to give power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength according to Isaiah 40 and 29. Just keep on going. And after a little while, God will step in and do what he does best. He'll give you supernatural strength and power to keep pressing. Galatians 6 and 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Oh, here's the good part. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Just don't faint. Just don't give up. Just don't quit. You don't have to be perfect. Just keep going. Lean on the rock. You don't have to know. Just keep pushing. You don't have to be enough. Cling to God. He is all that we are not. God is talking to you today. He's saying, I'm not looking for you to put on a show or some facade or act like you've got all the answers. I just want you to come to me like you are right now. Tell me the truth. Tell me, God, I don't feel worthy. I don't know how to do this. I don't have enough. I'm not enough. How can you use me like this? Broken like this. Unsure like this. Insecure like this. Not enough like this. Why me? My tribe is the weakest and I'm the least. And God is stretching out his hand to you right now and saying, come on, come on with me, Gideon. Go with the strength you have. Go with the knowledge you have. Go with the resources you have. Go with the skills you have. Go and I'll favor you. Go and I'll multiply you. Go and I'll increase you. Go and watch me give you victory. Today, I'm stirring 2 Corinthians 3 and 5 in the English Standard Version into your cup of inspiration, which says, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. As you drink down the contents of your cup, oh, bless his name, though you may feel broken, unsure, a little unstable and not enough, God is saying that's all right. Only I am the all-sufficient one and you never need it to be any of those things anyway. Rest in me. I'll take the little bit you have and do amazing things. Now unto him 
As Ephesians 3.20 says, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be all the glory. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Thank you for reminding them through this word that they don't have to be enough because you, the all-sufficient Savior, have everything we need and you are more than enough. And as they trust you and go forth with the little bit they have, I thank you that you will supersede anything they imagined you could accomplish through them and you will reveal your glory in astounding ways according to your will. We bless your name for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Your daily cup of inspiration has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to yourdailycupofinspiration.com. Thank you.